0: Previously on Road Ranks. just weak and petty, and um, I think that's lame. I mean, if I was going to be honest, like, my favorite characters would be Jon Snow, and I, I love Cal Drogo. Like, I'd smash. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> so, you think that life should be
1: dipped in sex and war?
0: I'm going to make a lot of enemies saying it, but yeah, probably put my stake in the ground that
1: Cal Drogo is sexy.
0: Cal Drogo is sexy, and I'd smash.
1: <laughs> 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 I didn't get, get into it.
0: love but a lot of people hate who Cersei Cersei is one of my favorite characters of any show really well, yeah of all the shows even more than Jim Halpert well I fucking hate Jim Halpert so of course that goes without saying um, <laughs> I just wanted to get you fired up yeah no no I fucking hate that asshole and I fucking love Cersei and I think there's something in there like oh yeah (laughs) well I mean like I like I think the reason I hate Jim is probably the same reason that I love Cersei if that makes sense
1: well why don't we start with telling everybody why you
0: hate Jim part of it is because everybody likes him but that's not the real reason but it just adds fuel to the fire the real reason I hate him is because he's the quintessential nice guy no offense <laughs> because, I'm saying no offense to you because I'm, I'm not saying like I feel like you always have to see this is why I fucking hate Jim <laughs> <laughs> Jim gets you to the point where I'm having to apologize for saying I think being a nice guy is bullshit I'm not saying that like being kind like, like I'm not saying you should go rape and pillage right but, but I'm saying that this catering to what everybody else wants this catering to the, the love of his life Pam like like he'll sacrifice everything in his life for Pam and not the marketing firm. Not the marketing firm? That was almost a close call between those two. I don't know how much you know about that show, but
1: it would explain that one to me. So there, there came a point where, I mean, throughout the entire season, you see Jim just bend over backward and essentially bully Dwight. Yeah. Just to get Pam's approval. Yep, yep. Uh, because she thinks it's cute. Um, but, you know, then they get married, and, and you know. From a character standpoint, that Jim is not happy um, being a paper salesman. Right. Uh, I don't understand why. I mean, <laughs> it seems like a fucking dream job. <laughs> Eventually, he gets to the, the to the point where his buddy asks him to move out to Philadelphia because they're starting a like analytics, like sports marketing firm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's like right up his alley, right? Right. Pam is not necessarily keen on moving, right, or like uprooting or changing her life for him to pursue his dream. Right. And you see a little bit change there. I think she
0: gives she him. She gives in. Okay. Um,
1: but, but there was a thing where he was actually going to
0: not do it. Yeah, of course, because he's this lame, nice guy. And that, that's my point to an extent, which I, I admittedly, like I, I, I watch it off and on, but I'm not like a huge fan or anything. I just know from what I've seen of him, I detest him. And so I'll, I'll take another tack if the, his tunnel vision for Pam as the meaning of life, if that doesn't suffice, we'll go a different route and say his pettiness is lame.
1: Look at this. Every time we come to this
0: light. They don't know how to be driving. Look at this motherfucker like, pull over. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I, I get what you're saying. But Jim, Jim is a widely loved character. You know that right you know people love jim like in in the world of the office jim to everybody else seems like the only normal guy in the in the group that's what bothers me about him
0: Ooh, he's like the the, the apex of what a man should be yeah and and,
1: and then you have character like really interesting characters like i'd say Jim's story is interesting especially like even from a love uh, a love story standpoint you know if if you're into that like it's interesting to follow that and it's interesting to follow them if that's what you're into which most people are yeah but dude you have some like great characters in there they know they're great but they're they're not as interested in them as as much as they are with Jim and Pam you know who I love I love Creed. Creed, next to Dwight, is my favorite, favorite character because he's a fucking weirdo. <laughs> and I Creed. love every moment of it. Creed's the old man. That, yeah, like, yeah, 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 Where he, uh, you know, like there's a part where he God, walks in so. with blood all over his shirt, yeah. and it's Halloween, and then it cuts to him in front of the camera and he goes, huh, it's Halloween. That is really good timing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, shit like that, dude. I just love love, I love how they, it.
0: they write Creed. Man, you just got my juices flowing, dude, because I, I just... This is the problem that I have with him. It's hard for me to articulate because I've never really tried to articulate why I hate him so much. And sorry to get back on this, but you just really made a good point that brought it up to me. The reason why people love Jim Halpert is because for most people, romantic love is the highest virtue possible. It is the meaning of life. Look how loud this road is. I like it, though. You do? Yeah. That's goals,
1: right? The
0: romantic love. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Most of them is like, who am I going to marry? Like, dating just doesn't work out for me anymore. I'm trying to find Mr. Right. And it's like, every single thought is consumed. I mean, you know, I'm using some artistic license here. Sure, but you know what you
1: should do? What? Just hit them with something stupid and generic. Like, have you tried Bumble? (laughs) like you're trying to help and they're like yeah you fuck of course I use Bumble like
0: that's, that's the problem well, and the reason why they're having such a hard time finding is because they believe in Jim Halpert. Yeah. <laughs> like, like this, this is just our, our whole society is just weirdly fixated on romantic love as being the highest ideal for anybody's life. Like, their entire reason for existence is to find that special someone to sit, get married with, have kids, and grow old and die. And, and they, they've, like, fulfilled their purpose if they found that one. And that just, I think people end up getting married and all this kind of stuff. And then they, they see that, oh, wait, I probably should have been focusing on something else. And then that romantic love could be an accoutrement to my life. Like like it should add something to your life. It should it should yeah, be the flavor yeah, bro, of life, it, not the purpose of it.
1: Hundo P, homie. <laughs> yeah, right. right? Like, r- yeah, romanticism should be. The There's spices spice. the spices and the herbs that you throw in, in into a marriage. Yes, it's a and, dash it's a I mean not soft, soft has you, a different connotation But if you start with that as if uh, as if that's the capstone of your relationship, yeah. then you're in trouble. Right? Yeah. Because romance fades. Yes. It it, it, it does fade. Yes. so if you don't have like a connection with them, if you didn't build a true connection with them and then add romance
0: you're, You're done so. I agree. I think um, people go into this with the expectation that, you know, people say, like, uh, you know, my love will never die. Like, I just love you so much. I mean, that's just sort of an attachment phase where once it's been going on for years and years and years, it's like everybody has been browbeat with movies and culture and books that romantic love is like the, the goal of life, the meaning of life. And then so it's a matter of expectations in a way, too, like cultural expectations, right? We're programmed with this idea of a morality, ultimately, that romantic love is good in and of itself, like the same way people exalt love and equality and this type of stuff. It's, it's like romantic love is up there right. with it. And I think when you go into it with that, when you, it's just like the same thing when you feel about it, like something that you've told, been told is right your entire life, and then all of a sudden you you wake up one day and you actually take a moment to think for yourself and you say, "Whoa, yeah, I don't really buy all this shit I've been sold anymore." Well, and I think I think ultimately, <clears throat> I don't know. This is I'm really interested in human mating for some reason, and I think this is an excellent conversation on that where. Um, Are you interested in also other animals, maybe? Well, it ties into this, exactly. I mean, I don't sit there and watch, like, fucking <laughs> natural geographic porn or anything. This goes back to the animalistic side and what we were talking about with... Um, last episode, I made a comment on that I think there should be more sex and war. And I'm I, I, I worried that people would it's take a set, that literally. It's the same episode well I mean it's part two it's like there was a cliffhanger like they weren't released at the same fucking time dude I'm just fucking with you just...
1: I think everybody right, knows this is episode.
0: a different cake. well and it's the other ones already sitting in the store <laughs> they've already listened to it but I, I had yeah. some thoughts about that like I was like Okay, I, I made this comment, or Freddie asked me, he baited me, like, like a fucking news reporter or something with, <laughs> so you're saying we think we should have more sex more? And, and I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, I put the mic in his face. <laughs> yes, I do.
1: What I understand uh, you saying out, out of all of that,
0: Rand was two things. Fucking fight. <laughs> that was nice. So, um, no, I, I don't, like, like, war is horrible, right? And I, I don't agree with, like, genocide and all that kind of shit. And I don't think men should go around raping women and doing all this kind of crazy shit. Like, raping and pillaging is not what I'm talking about. What I am talking about is we try to separate ourselves above the animal kingdom in terms of um, like chimps and their mating rituals and bonobos or whatever and, like, fucking orangutans and, and I mean, these are primates that are closely related to humans and they have really interesting mating things where, um, I mean, you can just look at it like they're, they're not monogamous by any stretch of the imagination. And I would say that humans are the same way. Like, they're not inherently monogamous. Um, specifically, I mean, it, I will say they are not inherently monogamous, like, on a natural, instinctual level. And we try to build up this structure. Like, culture serves the purpose of installing this structure in our heads, like this thought structure of saying stuff like, No romantic love is the highest virtue and uh, you should find that special someone and settle down and get married and spend your entire life with this one person which that programming is is a, a direct assault on like your natural programming like not your cultural programming but your instinctual programming
1: so well what about what about the idea of us evolving and, and um, civilizing ourselves and You know, like moving away from the reptilian brain or, you know, being led by our genitals. You know, like what about like becoming
0: like the higher order of human by by moving past past that? so So one thing that I would say about what you're saying right now is you're implying that you can control the direction of it because you're saying like, well, yeah, we think this is right. Monogamy is right. So we're directing evolution. And I don't think evolution works that way. Um, And I don't think we're there yet either. Like, if you're asking me in 100,000 years, might we just be, you know, monogamous uh, do-gooders? I doubt it. The way that I see we're going is we're going to have phones built into our hands when we're at birth and, like, plugged into a system. So, in fact, I think sex, if anything, sex will go away because we have all this virtualization, and it it will evolve away from that. Um, Yeah, in terms of their... uh, short story by
1: Kurt Vonnegut that's about that. Like, essentially making everybody sterile. I don't remember.
0: I don't know what the fuck I'm talking no, about. No, I'm sure this? it sounds like something Kurt Vonnegut would write. I, I mean, I read I read Kurt Vonnegut back uh, like in eighth grade. Cat's Cradle is a beautiful book by him that I think touches on what we're talking about now. So, do you mean that that we don't have control over ourselves?
1: That we don't have this free will? Because... If,
0: if not, then what are we doing? Will is something that you have to earn. This is this part trips me up because we're you're right. We're taught that free will, and I think part of that's a holdover from the Bible and Christianity, where um, God says something like, "I've given you free will to." uh, I, I don't remember what it is, but it he, he does mention that directly. Yeah. I can look it up and we can re-record that and whatever. Are so you going to put the Bible in the uh, yeah, I mean, there's the a lot list. of wisdom in there. I'm not, I'm not a Bible hater by any stretch of the imagination. But fuck, throw an affiliate link up if we earn a couple dollars. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do it for free. Oh yeah, so back to this idea of free will. I mean, just look at how hard it is to create a habit. I mean, if we had free will, we could just say... All right, I'm going to eat in a better way so that I can uh, lose the 125 pounds that I need to lose to be at a healthy weight. Not if not if you buy 100 chicken nuggets at once. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. But why do you do that if you say that you want to not, – not you specifically, but just –
1: Well, no, me specifically.
0: We, <laughs> we did it
1: because we wanted to see what 100 chicken nuggets looked like. And That's egg.
0: a fantastic what? experiment. Right.
1: I'm saying – don't fucking sell 10 chicken nuggets for a dollar if you don't want people ordering 100 chicken nuggets at once.
0: Because what is that? If my math is correct, if my
1: calculations are correct, that's 10 bucks? That is $10, yes. Holy shit, dude. 100 chicken nuggets for $10. We we had to see how this would go, and uh, they were not happy with Jen.
0: <laughs> I mean, just throw 100 of those fuckers in the fryers and shut up. Just fucking get to it. Yeah, yeah right. You know what I mean? Like, like, shut the fuck up. Yeah,
1: well, so we... We ate those multiples. I bet he did. I would have, too. Yeah. Because eating's fun, right? Jack didn't pull his weight, though. He ate five. We ate 25. There's four of us. What happened to the other 20? Jen ate them for lunch the next day. Oh, okay. So she wasn't going to let there.
0: How was reheated Burger King chicken nuggets? You're going to have to ask
1: her, bro. Oh, she ready? seemed pretty happy about it. Yeah, man. that's cool. Because Rain went into the, uh, the microwave and was like, What happened to the other chicken nuggets? She was like, I had it for lunch.
0: And that was it. That's all I know. I don't know why I had that feeling. I feel like you. I feel rain's pain. Like there's twenty chicken nuggets in there, and you're waiting hours to like until you can eat your leftovers, and then you go in the refrigerator, and they're gone. You're like, I should have known Jen was gonna be about that. And plus, she's the powerful one in the relationship there, so he's got to suck it up. Yeah, that's true.
1: Anyway, so we were talking about free will.
0: Oh, yeah, started yeah, a, yeah. So, a habit. I mean, just think, th- think about all this. Like, addiction's a great place to look at this. Like, it, it, people that drink generally, like, a lot, generally want to stop at some point. Like, if they really look deep down in themselves, they probably, at least they've had times where they've wanted to stop. Smokers want to quit smoking. Uh, heavy people want to lose weight. Skinny people want to build muscle. They want all these things. And there's mechanisms in reality that they can use to make that stuff happen, like if if you if you, if you need to lose weight, you start a diet. You 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 know that yeah, people, you know there's contention between calories in, calories out, and stuff. But you know that you can experiment with different ways of eating to see what works and drive that weight down, right? Right. And I mean, this goes for almost everything. So what this really means is that if you had free will, you could just say, "All right." I let myself get a little too heavy. I'm going to change my way of eating until uh, I get to my goal weight, and then I'll change it. But is that how it works? No, you got to fucking Taco Bell at 11 o'clock at night. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because yeah, no,
1: I mean you're absolutely right because you, you, we have a lot of these these diets, um, and I don't knock I don't knock them. Like I, I lost a lot of weight um, on the keto on the keto diet. Totally, and it's it, but the reason why people I think people do knock them. I think they all would work. It's just that people don't don't understand that the this is a tool to use. But if your mindset's not right, then it's all it, about you,
0: mindset. Yeah, you can't just. I was gonna ask if we were going to Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I was like, "When is this motherfucker gonna turn?" <laughs> I didn't feel like turning, bro. I like it, dude. I was having a good
1: time. I haven't, we haven't been this far out. I wanted to see where we were going. No, this is great. This <laughs> is. But the thing is, great. being this far out, uh, out of the city, you don't see crazy shit, really. Like,
0: well, you know, that, like, we can just fill it with saying crazy shit. I think we've done that so far. Yeah,
1: I, I think you need. You need to tell us where you're going with the with the, the, the willpower. Thing. Yeah, because I feel something insightful
0: coming on. Meditation, right? We, we talked about this the other day. You want to get, I think that's to get on the interstate, or you want to go on the... the yeah, let's interstata. do that. We can, get, we can get back on this road, right? Yeah. yeah, 65, and then you have to cut over to Demon Room Street. Doin Broin. I, the vast majority of people in the world are reactionary. I I, I wrote a poem one time, which sounds kind of lame, but I did, about how humans, for the most part, are like sea anemones. Like, are you familiar with those at all? So, a yeah, sea anemone, uh, yeah, like, uh, it doesn't anemone. have a brain, and right. they sit in tide pools, and they're just basically this bundle of nerves that, as soon as you drop something near them and their nerve gets hits, it sting them. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And so what that is, is that's like the utmost of reaction, right? There, There is no action there. It's It, it sits there doing nothing until something provokes it. And by that, I mean like actually touches his nerve. And then it, it sort of snaps and tries to bring in the prey, if that makes sense. Yeah, that does make sense. So human, humans are the same way. We just don't, we don't, we like to think we're above that. Like the, man is the great... Think they're a her <laughs> Like that did not come out right. But we're, we're so proud of ourselves for like overcoming our animal side. But if you look a little bit closer, that's not entirely true at all. And um, so where I was going with that, the vast majority of people are reactionary, right? And. You say so. If this is not true, there, there's an interesting proverb. I don't remember what it is. Not biblical proverb, but like a Zen one where uh, this guy goes up to the master and he's like, "Master, I've reached enlightenment and I, I, uh, you know, am liberated and free and I feel nothing but joy." And the master says, "Yeah, but you're a fat ass." <laughs> and the dude just loses his shit and starts like defending himself. And that's the whole point: is that the master was saying that you react. The whole goal of all this spiritualism and all that kind of stuff is to gain the ability to act. And the depths of our reactionary behavior is, it goes deep, like obviously the the cases where somebody insults you and all of a sudden you're like, so pissed off at the world, your day's ruined, somebody cut you off in traffic or some shit and then next thing you know your entire day's ruined, that's just a reaction to external stimuli, right? But then at the same time, it goes way deeper than that. Like, you can look at your own mind. And this is where I was bringing up meditation earlier. With meditation, you – the whole idea is to sit in a room or wherever and watch your thoughts. And don't get carried away by them and just watch them. The whole fact that you can watch your thoughts, that shit pulls me. Yeah, but that means those thoughts aren't you. Oh. You're not the creator of those thoughts. It's the same thing as with telling yourself, okay, I'm going to eat right. You're telling yourself, okay, I'm not going to think anymore. The whole whole idea that you have to tell yourself not to think anymore and it doesn't work shows that you're not creating those thoughts. But we take those thoughts to be gospel personally, like all these thoughts of insecurity and self-doubt and all this kind of shit. And we look at those thoughts and we say, I'm not good enough to be on a podcast to create a podcast. I should never do that. Like everybody's gonna laugh at me. Right. And then all of really want to. Yeah, but, you, you're, but you're, your your brain is coming up with these insecure thoughts, and you're listening to them, right? right. And,
1: Am I going the right way now? Yeah,
0: I'm not going the opposite way. Oh, wait now you're going to opposite fuck oh,
1: man I knew it I knew it this entire time
0: <laughs> we're always gonna be like <laughs> or get lost I mean yeah me. but you know what fuck it uh, so I don't know. know if you know where I was going with that but anyways well
1: I mean you hit me with a quote a while a while back
0: um believe it was my favorite one, person one of your favorites my favorite person of favorite. all time Mr. Friedrich
1: Nietzsche. Nietzsche. You know, a lot of people call him Nietzsche. Uh, they're
0: wrong. They're motherfuckers wrong. <laughs> they're wronger and fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wronger and fuck. But that's- well, because we're talking about Nietzsche and saying things like wronger and fuck, which is, it's a beautiful, like, uh, paradox, right?
1: Uh, yes, I, I-
0: stuff so anyways the gist of the quote I'll find it when my internet is actually working somebody on reddit was asking what the meaning of this quote from thus spoke Zarathustra which is one of Nietzsche's quintessential work if you're a tree and you want to reach the highest highs you must also have roots that dig down deep That's the, the essence of it like if for a tree to grow really tall it needs really deep roots and uh, so he's, he's talking about that in the context of humans, like saying, if you want to be a great human, really big in the heights, then your roots must be really deep embedded into the ground, right. really long, really strong. So, um, people were, were talking about that it meant they. I took issue, but I didn't really comment with it. Everybody was telling this guy that it meant that you need to go through suffering and, Pain. is that because he personally believes that that's the path to well yeah because he, he does deal with suffering quite a bit saying that we all look at suffering as a bad thing but it's the only catalyst for growth mm-hmm. like ultimately so so right. really what we should do is embrace our suffering and use it to to become stronger what? people. I, I think that's True in, in a lot of senses. Uh, not, yeah, to, totally. not to get into it now, but. No, totally. Yeah. Um, I but, mean, so, but you disagreed. You don't think that that's. I don't think that's the intention of that text. Like, another thing that Nietzsche is really big on, exactly what I've been talking about the, this entire time, is we have gotten so far away from our natural roots and our. We try to repress our instincts so much. See that wave? That was nice. Thank you, you beautiful fucking people for waving. I love you god away way for Ramsey's house is up over here have you ever seen that shit no is it fucking massive dude it's not it look the like the biggest that? houses i've ever seen in my entire life is that it that's the marriott <laughs> <laughs> no it's like up on one of these hills like a castle um like it literally looks like a castle has oh, so turrets bigger. or some shit it's bigger than the marriott uh, probably i bet it has helicopter pads and landing strips and shit like it's pretty crazy yeah, well, look it up we'll put we'll post a picture of it in the show notes
1: well, he says it all the time. He, he's doing better than he deserves. <laughs> he's a Nashville treasure. I will not. I will not say anything disparaging. No, that's exactly how he he answers like his calls. They're like, "Hey, Dave, how you doing?" And he goes, "I'm doing better than I deserve." Yeah, a modest guy. We
0: can get into that later. No uh, thanks.
1: <laughs> I mean later. Yeah. And right now, I I, I want to stop
0: interrupting you and let you finish your point oh what was my point oh yeah 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 so so the idea is uh, to become great we think that our we got to keep our heads in the clouds like like if you look at humans we all have this like really big thought program that's going on in our head about what's right and wrong in the world and it's all this like metaphysical concepts and uh these values that we have are great like you know whatever compassion and empathy and love and tolerance and you know i'm not saying any of those are bad per se but i'm just saying that objectively in the world as things themselves do not exist but we act as if nothing is more real but the whole thing is is the only thing that is real is us here now as animals walking on this planet like in this very moment in everything that comes along with that in the state no I hate that fucking simulation argument because it, <laughs> it just sorry yeah it's, no sorry yeah, I it's don't, don't really hate that down. shit yeah I, I mean it suffers the same uh, what's called the infinite regression in, uh, philosophy where it, like who started the simulation what if their world's a simulation then who simulated that world why did they simulate well then let's
1: just not talking about anything and uh, let's all be nihilists, right I mean in that case it's like well it's all about
0: the uh, everything's just a fucking simulation. It doesn't even matter. Yeah, 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 yeah. People are already nihilists. That's what they don't understand. And that was what, what Nietzsche was talking me? about. Oh, yeah. Then Nietzsche was talking about that 200 years ago. He said it's going to be the biggest plague humanity ever faces is the impending nihilism. And the whole the reason he said that is because... The, <laughs> dick pics. <laughs> dick pics. I, He might like... No, nah, he would think dick pics were absolutely revolting. What about Um, Freud? Oh, Freud... Freud... Freud was... uh, Stole so much from Nietzsche. I can imagine that. Yeah. And he he wrote that he tried to always play it off like he never read Nietzsche. Uh, But then at the end he says something like nobody can ever... should ever read Nietzsche because once you do there's no turning back. So that's... bit. yeah. yeah, well, but he's saying that you should lock Nietzsche's work up because the interesting part of this is, is Nietzsche said that Christianity ultimately was responsible for the nihilism in the world. And so is Buddhism and the religion specifically.
1: It says, stay back 200 feet. Yeah. But does like, anybody ever stay back 200 feet? No, and then they act like, we will not, we're we not responsible. Like, we're not responsible when a huge fucking boulder comes yeah. out of our truck and it smashes your windshield. You're, you're responsible destroys- fuck, right? Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're just going to keep doing nothing to ride with it, dude. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I think that's crazy. They're responsible, and I, I, I've talked to people that say that, yeah, no, they are responsible. Absolutely. They, uh- they, they, they can put that sign up, but it doesn't mean anything.
1: How's my driving? It's fucking horrible. <laughs>
0: <laughs> how's my
1: driving. Maybe we should, dude. We could do, do that next time somebody slights us on the road and there's a "How's my driving?" Let's call them. Let's bring them into the uh, to the podcast. I love it, dude. It's like a living, breathing thing, and we we incorporate the environment and shit.
0: I love it too. You like see that sick? message
1: from Tdot: Drinking and driving. Very scary.
0: It is. You yeah. Know, like how it's they, Halloween time. They, they tied it into Halloween. It's clever. Those guys are clever as fuck. Clever and fuck. That guy, that, I had a friend that was like in Knoxville, and he, he was like super East Knoxville, which is kind of like the quintessential redneck side of it, and they talk like this and stuff, which I love him to death. Adopted so many of their mannerisms to kind of... How are you a Southern guy,
1: like somebody who grew up in the South? But you have the worst Southern accent I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, I'm horrible at accents. But, but you're from the South. You mean you sound like you're from Orange County?
0: I I am. (laughs) You are? I am. Yes, sir, I am. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I am. Uh, But he always used to say, like when we'd be drinking together and stuff, he'd say, "Woo wee, buddy, I'm fucked up, earning a football (laughs) bat." I love that shit. I'm fucked up burning the a football bat. <laughs> so, my, uh, that's fucking great. So, so I gotta, co-opted that and used it for anything that you
1: say like. There was this dude, his name was Rodney Stewart. But the way he pronounced it because he was Rodney. country and fucked, Rodney Stewart. <laughs> and I, <laughs> you're perfect at that. And I met him. Say it again, say it again. <laughs> Riding a stair, and I, and I met this country motherfucker when when I moved. So when I moved to Israel, <laughs> you're getting a kick out of the That's perfect, that. dude. That's perfect. Steamer, yeah. Thanks, man. So um, when I went to Israel for uh, for contract work, we you have to share an apartment with two other grown men, which I, I don't know if you know what that's like. But it's nerve wrackinger than a motherfucker. <laughs> Dude, it's like I walk in, I, I have my stuff, and I see this this guy just in his boxer briefs. Two sizes too small boxer briefs. His belly hanging out, tattoos everywhere. And he's kind of just like caressing right around his belly button. Not in his belly button, but right around it. Then he's like, hey man, you knew? With my bags in hand. I'm like, yeah? And he's like, nice to meet you. My name's Rodney Steer. And I was like, what's up, Rodney? And I started talking to this guy. I loved this guy. This guy was deep, deeper than a motherfucker. I mean, he he would get into some crazy shit, like deep in a conspiracy theory sort of way. So it was like really fun to have these conversations with him.
0: Dude, that's one of the biggest misconceptions about these country folk is that they're dumb, and nothing is... No, like this motherfucker's smart. Yeah, like, my favorite people in the them. world are some of the, the countryest people I know.
1: But he would come in, and he would do this thing where he would, like, kind of breathe in, suck his teeth. He's just got his belly hanging out, and he'd lean up against with my doorway. They give the guys the bunker, like, with the fucking steel door and then, like, the window... Has a a steel sheet that you slide over the window oh, God. in case if in um, case somebody blows that shit up. Well, in case of Gaza Strip, like the Hamas tries to to shoot rockets. Oh God, was that terrifying? Well, we could t- no. we can talk about that All another right. time. Yeah, but I, I really want to
0: get into that. So
1: he's just he's just leaning there. Mind you, I'm only like a weekend, you know. <sighs> what's up, buddy? And I'm like, <laughs> hey, what's up, man? You reckon I should quit? I'm like, why? Quit what? Like the military? Well, that, this was, no, because this is civilian work. So oh, this, is, okay. this is contracting. <laughs> yeah, okay. So you can, I mean, you can leave. Okay. You reckon I should quit, man? What you think? I'm like, why? Man, I've been shitting my guts out for the last six months. And uh, I just keep taking the modium. That seems to be doing the job. But <laughs> what do you think, man? I was like, oh, I was like, I don't know, man. I don't think I'm the right person to ask. He's like, well, fuck then. Why why'd I come to you? And then he'll just walk away. And then the next day, he'll come in and he's like belly hanging out. He'll rub it and he'll go, oh, me. I
0: think I'm going to quit this motherfucker. Dude, you're painting such a picture. I feel like I've met this dude. Like, I know like the country boys. I'll tell you one more story about Rub. Yeah. Wait, hold on one second. Did he want to quit just because of his digestive issues? or, Or was it other stuff too? Well,
1: I don't want to get too crude. Alright, alright. But yes. <laughs> that was part of it. And I'm like, I see him like taking Imodium. Like he would just pop it in, like altoids. And I'm like, Here's a like, dick. I was like, brother, should you be doing that? He's all hell no. He's like, this got this shit's gotta be unhealthy. He's like, I'm no pharmacist, but shit. And I'm like, Yeah, that's why I'm asking. He's like, I just can't stop shitting with this fucking food.
0: Like, like, go on to the next round. I already love this guy. So,
1: oh, you would love this guy. You yeah, would love him. I'm sure.
0: Maybe Do I should you know him me. still?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure I can find him. Yeah, yeah. Um, he I just want to make sure I'm going, to, going the right way. Oh, oh, so you... Yeah, no, I got, I know him. I okay. Care. So, I'm in the living room. On my laptop, I'm watching watching a show. And I see him. This guy is, I think he was 40 at the time. Yeah. And this girl had to have been, like, I don't know, maybe like 25, 26. Yeah. Young Israeli girl coming in. Yeah. And she goes, Hello. She introduces herself. She shakes my hand. I ask her, I'm like, hey, I don't know what's up with your guys' coffee. But uh, and she goes, Let me see what you have. So I show her and she goes, That is the caffeine. <laughs> I was like, God damn it. I was like, Well thank you. I'm glad you were here. I was like, Well, you're buying the wrong fucking coffee. He's like, ah shit, no wonder. He's like man, I can't read that shit. <laughs> so then they go into the into the room. You know, they're doing their thing and it stops and I hear chatter and she comes out like clothes clung to her to her chest just darts out of the house and the motherfucker strolls out and he just goes no me and I was like Rodney what you do man and he's like man I guess these Jewish girls got something against Jesus Christ <laughs> points at the left side of his chest and it's Jesus Christ tattooed his face on his chest.
0: Wait, Jesus Christ's face tattooed on Rodney's chest or on Rodney's, Rodney's, on chest? Rodney's chest <laughs> Rodney's face tattooed on Jesus' body?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. Then he's like, well, fuck, man, how am I ever going to get laid? <laughs> I was like, cover that shit up. I guess you didn't see it and they were mid-coitus it <laughs> <laughs> and she and i guess the, there must have been some pops t- seems <laughs> like something that should come mid <laughs> <laughs> <All> right, <sorry. laughs> yeah, full circle everyone yeah, we're always going to bring it back for you yeah. folks uh and and i guess a glimmer of light hit it and uh and she got offended <laughs> and just couldn't do it You know, anymore. the
0: funniest thing about this whole thing to me is he obviously just met this girl and he was obviously like 20 years older than her or some <laughs> shit. She goes over there to fuck him and she's offended that he has Jesus tattooed. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Look, he's, a, he's yeah. a
1: good looking guy. Yeah. But by no stretch is he fucking four. You know, like he's, <laughs> he's like, he's not this beautiful specimen of a man. The fact that that's what really turned her off (laughs) is hilarious to me. Also taught me a lot about the culture Uh, Yeah, Yeah, early on. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I would love to talk to him again just in general, man. I actually really miss him. You know what he told me one time? He clapped me on the back and said, Freddie, man, you're just too goddamn nice. (laughs) That's why everybody's going to fuck with you. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I, dude, this is full circle. This is exactly what I was talking about with Jim Halpert. Yeah, Rodney is right, my friend. Rodney's right. I bet you, Rodney uh, would would agree with you
1: on your on most of everything that we've talked about in this two parter.
0: Oh, I'm sure. I, I like Rodney. He sounds like a kindred spirit. Well, hey man, uh, this was great. This has been a blast, dude. Yeah. I've laughed so much, and uh, I, my stomach hurts. And I didn't, it's even good, finish, you didn't even finish. He didn't even finish the Lacroix that I selflessly gave to you not even finished I, I didn't even open it see that's what you get for being a nice guy god
1: damn it man. <laughs> Actually, and I was super thirsty this entire time you know what it is really huh.
0: I didn't have a glass oh. alright well this has been a beautiful time my friend thank you Jake and thank you everybody for listening Our millions of listeners
1: thank you guys you know where to find us and if you don't then listen on for 15 more seconds and a lovely lady will tell you where you can find all of our stuff Word. Word
0: If you made it this far, thanks for listening. Road Rants is an ongoing conversation by Jake and Freddie with new episodes each week. You can haul at your homeboys on Instagram at Road Rants Podcast, tweet them at Road Rants Pod, or you can visit their website, roadrantspodcast.com, where you can join the conversation, view show notes, and check out behind-the-scenes footage. If you're picking up what they're putting down, tell someone. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review Road Rants on Apple Podcasts. And in the meantime, just chill till the next episode.